Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. What a world, this is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, where Phil Trim becomes extinct, alongside my co-host, Artesia. This podcast is powered by Roberts Media Group, your resource for podcast development. For more programming and advertising opportunities, please visit us at robertsmediagroup.co. Now let's get to the motherfucking show. Uh, the Secret Life of Tushy, which I didn't understand exactly where you were going with the book at first before I read it. And I was like, Tushy, okay. Mm-hmm. That's, did you use Tushy as in like booty? <laughs> is that? <laughs> Absolutely. That's okay. exactly what it is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Miss Kavanaugh. Is that how you pronounce your name? Nakia Kavanaugh? Yes, Kavanaugh. Uh-huh. Yep. So where are you from? I am from Philadelphia. Philly. I've been wanting to get to that city yeah. for I don't know how long. Oh, uh, man. Come on. You know, the, the Eagles, they just won a Super Bowl. And I'm a cowboy. Well, 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 we can yeah. stop. We can stop right there. I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan. That is so disrespectful. Here we go. That Cowboys. is so, that is so Well, disrespectful. I mean, I, you know. We just won, so. Yeah, you did. And and we've been talking about winning for about 16 years. So I, I understand. <laughs> you should stand firm in that confidence. But um, Absolutely. We're, we're glad to have you on the show today. For the listeners who are listening, we do have Nakia Kavanaugh, the author of The Secret Life of Tishy, on today's podcast, Philadelphia Native. Um, how you doing today, Ms. Kavanaugh? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing all right. I can't complain. I cannot complain. So first of all, I want to ask, how many books have you written thus far? Okay, so I have um, two other uh, self-published books, but they're for children. So I do children's books, and then this is my first adult book, which is why I use a moniker. Okay, I like that. So yeah, I'm really interested in doing more. Like, I can't wait. Do you have a, uh, a particular publishing company that you use when you go through the children's book? And the only reason I ask that is because we know a, a African-American company here, Melanin Origins, that produces and uh, puts out and edits black, you know, books for kids and children's books. So I was wondering if you didn't, that may be a great connection for you guys to work together. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love to. I'm definitely into supporting black uh, businesses and things like that. So I would love to. Uh, right now, I've, well, I've been using um, a self-publishing company called Create Space. Okay. Um, so it's pretty much they uh, put your books out there, like on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, and other platforms like that, like world, worldwide. Okay. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool platform. That's pretty much what uh, Melanin Origin does as well. That's the name of the company that he was referring to. Shout out to them um, for yes. what they're doing. Okay. So well, I would love to get their information. Most yeah, definitely. definitely. I was going to say before we get out the podcast. <laughs> so where did the alter ego name come from in reference to, I know you have, uh, what was it? What was the name? What was the alter ego name? I thought I had it it's on here somewhere. Bella. 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 Bella yeah, Jolie, Bella there it Jolie. goes. I see it at the bottom. Where did you come up with that? And the reason yeah. I asked that is because Artesia, she used to do a lot of writing and her uh, alter ego writing name was Brooke Devereaux. And I was like, I just, remember asking her, I was like, is this a real thing? You just, yeah, people writing pen names, <laughs> under pen names all the time. But thanks for giving mine up. Mm-hmm. I might have wanted to write some risque stuff under that name as well. I doubt that. 
Well, you know, I don't know. It just it's, Bella is a name that I've always um, liked, and I, I love Angelina Jolie. Got it. So, um, like I said, yeah, even if I have, like, you know, a little girl, hopefully I'll have one in the future, the near future. Yeah. Um, I said I would always want to name her Bella. So okay. It's just a name that I'm, I'm fond of. Well, yeah. you you actually have a dope name. Like, when I saw Nakia Kavanaugh, I know when I was, like, 16 and I started understanding my name and, like, started understanding uh-huh. how our names were given to us. And, you know, a lot of people, uh-huh. especially black people, if somebody has a name that's not traditional, we like to say, oh, yeah, they, yeah, they have, a, oh, they don't have a great name. They're never going to get hired. But it's like, when do we really just be who we are? Mm-hmm. So to be able to create your own right. name, just like Artesia did and in in to write and actually having a dope name off the rip is pretty dope. But I wanted to, after reading um, a couple of excerpts off the uh, the Secret Life of Tushy, which I didn't understand exactly where you were going with the book at first before I read it. And I was like, Tushy, okay. Mm-hmm. that's Did you use Tushy as in like booty? <laughs> is that? <laughs> Absolutely. That's okay. exactly what it is. <laughs> so what made you want to write this that's book? Exactly. You know what? I just, um, it's just a few things that have been going on. I've always wanted to, um, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm the older I get, the more sensual I become and the more comfortable I become in sexuality and and the things that I like. So I'm like, you know what? I'm a writer. This is what I like to do. Let me try this. Let me see how this works. Let me see what I can do with this. And I just took some experiences and, and, and put it together. And I had a lot of fun. Like it was a lot of fun. Why do you feel like for like hearing you say, you know, as you get older, you start to accept your sexuality. I feel like in the black community, a lot of times we start finding ourselves later in life when we're um, mm-hmm. outside of our parents' homes and we've went through some things, which everybody else does. But I think for black people is different. We hear that same story when it comes to sexuality, especially in black women mm-hmm. from just having a conversation with them. They feel like they can't be who they want to be early in life, whether it's because of religion or the way their you know parents hold them back or tell us what we can and cannot yeah. do. But what, what yeah. makes you feel like with age, of course, but what else made you feel like, hey, I'm comfortable with my sexuality. It's okay to be sexual. It's okay to like things that are outside of the box. Well, it's it's interesting that you say you mentioned religion and, you know, you know, your parents and things like that, how they put their fears or their views on you. So I was born and raised a Jehovah's Witness uh, from, you know, through my mom and yeah. her family. So it was a lot of you can't do this and you can't do that. The restrictions were there. And if you did anything or thought about anything that was remotely um, uh, bad, I guess, that you were looked at or frowned upon yeah. your behavior and, and things that you did. So it, it kind of made me withdraw a little bit, or I thought like, Oh, this is bad or I can't do this. And, you know, my mom had even told us at one point, my, um, me and my sister, she's like, you know, if you have sex before marriage, you're a whore. Oh my God. You know, so it was a lot of those things. And like, so now I just feel like free, you know, I'm comfortable with who I am. Um, my mind is made up. I know what I like, what I don't like. So I'm like, you know what? This is, I don't mind this. I'm for, it's just like, I, I, it's freedom. That's all. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It's just a freedom that came along with, you know, writing that book. What headspace did you have to be in to write this book? Because I know a lot of times when I'm on the podcast, especially when you're talking about sex or we're talking about relationships, a lot of time you have to be vulnerable and willing to tell some of your own truths in a book. Even if you embellish it a little bit, you still have to be able to tell some mm-hmm. of your own truths to get people to read or get people to listen to what it is you're saying. So what headspace do you feel like you had to go to in order to write this book? Um, well, I feel like... Um it was pretty easy for me. I really didn't have to go through much. I just, um, you know, my husband, my current husband, he is very good with, um, 
work really good for each other. Mm-hmm. So it was like a lot of the things that I might have wanted to do, wanted to try or even thought about. He's like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. So there is this place um, it's called Sanctuary Center that we went to here in Philadelphia. And it was actually something I think uh, someone told him about it. And we were on our way coming from Baltimore. And um, he's like, let's just stop here. And we go in there and it's just like, you know, people being people. Yeah. You know, it was like, uh, you know, it was different races there and everyone was just there having fun, you know, having sex and doing different things. Yeah. But it was still very respectful. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, I felt connected. I'm like, this is who I really am. No. So I'm to be in the headspace that I was in writing the book, it was like, it was just really easy for me. I was just, you know, again, pinning different things, experiences and just having fun. Yeah. It was really just and what I could do. So, so being that you took a chance on, you know, some of the things that you were feeling to put it out there, what has been some of the feedback or response to the book itself? Okay. So my husband, he really loves it. Of course, he said he, he inspired it. He thinks. So I let him think that. Um, my sister, a few of my <laughs> uh, family or relatives, they're like, well, my sister, she said, don't let mommy read this book. Like mom cannot read this book. And she was like, it's too much for her. So I don't know, I'm getting mixed reviews. A lot of people don't get it. Um, or not that they don't get it, but I think it's a lot. Yeah. But I'm just like, hey, you know, either you like it or you don't. You can understand it. Or yeah. maybe these are some things that you may have done or want to do. Or, you know, I just want to also help rejuvenate people and say, hey, look, these are some ideas, ladies. Yeah, do this with your husband or, you know, fellas, take some notes and, just have fun. Yeah, yeah I know, definitely, I definitely think it's something that's important, especially as a as a black woman um, who grew up in a very religious household, much the same like yours. So um, mm-hmm. to be able to read content and to relate to it, if it's things that you know I may be interested in trying, but maybe hesitant to mm-hmm. because of my background. So I think it's important for people like that to be able to see themselves in other spaces where it is okay. Absolutely. I also, I also feel like, I don't think, like I was reading, <laughs> I think it was demon, the, the, what was the, I need to pull it up. It was, it was basically it was dominatrix that had your name and it had my name in it. That's what drew you to <laughs> it. No, 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 no. What drew me, what drew me to it was the dominatrix <laughs> yeah. part. And then when I started reading, I was like, this is my shit. It has my name in it. First of all. <laughs> and then second of all, what people don't understand is especially black people in the sexual realm, we cut out so many things and we say we don't want to do things or we would never do things. Me being a country person and also coming from a religious background, when I really started to open myself up and when women started to talk to me about things that they wanted to do, whether it was BDSM, whether it was like choking or whether it was spanking, I, I think when I was reading it, I was like, oh, the spanking part. I did not know how much spanking and choking, knowing how to do it the right way. Honestly, and I'm sure if your husband was here, he would agree. Your penis looks like a whole nother size that you don't even understand because you're touching an intimate part mentally and physically inside of your body that it triggers something and you're missing. I don't understand people being in relationships and marriage and they're not trying different types of sex. That's going to help your marriage and your relationship. And it really does. It really does. Again, a lot of those things are, were inspired from true events. True events. So it's, it's, yes. So I definitely can relate and say, yes, you're, you're accurate. You're very. So how long have you been writing? Like, I know you seem to be pretty good at this. Like I say, I only read a couple of excerpts from it and I was like, yo, I'm feeling this. It was kind of like Zane, but to me, I liked yours 
a little bit better than Zane. I felt like sometimes oh, with Zane, it, to me, because literally Zane to me is like, it's a great book, but I feel like it's kind of regurgitated information over and over in different okay. books. It just gives you a different scenario. And I don't, I've never interviewed yeah. Zane, so I don't know if they write the book from personal experiences. But like when I read that, okay. it kind of like the book was talking to me. First of all, like I said, my name. <laughs> and then over the past couple of years, I really just got into the BDSM and, you know, like I said, the choking right, and the tantric okay. tricks and things like that. So I feel like that chapter uh -huh. just diving in spoke to me. And I think the ability oh, to wow. open up a book and then just jump to a particular chapter and it jumps out to you and not reading it from chapter one all the way to chapter six, but to jump into chapter six and be able to feel like you connect mm -hmm. with the book. To me, that's a good book. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Not um, but it does. It's, it's the 10 short story. And I know people read it when you first start, you'll think, Oh, this is, you know, um, 10 different stories and different people. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to the 10 chapters, you know why. Yeah. So it all, it ties it all in together. So um, that's what I thought was, um, that was, that's my favorite part because okay. I always like, um, like the element of surprise or, you know, I don't know. I just like to, I like to play with people a lot. Yeah. So I feel like that was a little good twist and, you know. Yeah. And that's what sex is. Sex know, is play. Can understand. You know, if you make it sex is. so serious, then it's not going to be enjoyable. So it is exactly. A lot of people watch porn and be like, "Oh, I want it just like porn." And it's like, do you know how many times people burped or farted or slipped and fell or whatever during that scene and had to mm -hmm. redo that scene? Like, it, it's mm -hmm. something that you have to truly enjoy. I wanted to know, uh, what do you think the importance is for Black people seeing themselves in like various forms of content? You know, a lot of times we talk about seeing each other, uh, like seeing Black women as entrepreneurs or seeing Black women as CEOs and seeing men own stuff. But how important is it to mm -hmm. see ourselves in various forms of content in a sexual place and saying, hey, well, black men and black women can be sexual and they can love each other differently and it's accepted and it's OK. Well, I think we've been suppressed in so many um, different aspects in life that, you know, it, it's it, it just is motivation. And it's just like, you know, sometimes we don't have these conversations and we don't, um, you know, it's always been taboo with us. Whereas in like maybe even other countries, it's like, no, this is good. This yeah. is great. This yep. is, you know, this is something that you need to do. It's healthy. Yep. You know what I mean? But over here, it's, you know, people are kind of scared and it's like, no, no, look at it as, being, as a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, you know, even with like a lot of black women, we feel like we can't. We can't because I do believe a lot of us were raised in religious households. So it's, again, we're told and taught that you can't like this yeah. or it's not okay. Um, but I just, it, it, to me again, it's just motivation. You know, yeah. we can do this and it's okay. It's tasteful. You know what I mean? I feel like when you're married or you're with someone or whatever your situation may be, I think that it's okay to be, it's, it's just an expression, an expression it is. of who you are, how you feel. And how do you and, even show people you love them? Because you got to think about it. Think about, let's just take me and you, for instance. I've never met you. And let's say you never, because I've met women who, because of religion, they're like late 20s, early 30s, and they're either a virgin still, or they've never experienced an orgasm, which to me, they're cheating themselves and it's going to cause problems in any serious relationship down the road. And especially with black men, I said this not too long ago, a lot of black fathers raised their daughters to be women that they would not even date. And that's dangerous. That is, that is. Well, one thing I will say, um, with, even with my dad, you know, I grew up with my father and, my, and you know, in the house, and he pretty much was, you know, my mom was a strict one, or you can't do this, you're a whore, if you do this before. Right? Yeah. My dad was more or less like, listen, I know this is what kids are doing now, 
And, you know, I wasn't even asking at the time. And he still talked to me. So, you know, I know this is what kids are doing. You know, whatever you do, just please protect yourself. So he made me feel comfortable. That's good. So, you know, I'm glad I did have that balance. But, you know, again, it's still some of those things that my mom would say still lingered. And then the religion lingered in my mind. And it's just like I felt like it was sad. Like, I can't do this. Yeah. Or I shouldn't be doing this. So... So I know you said that um, your story was pretty much based on some true events, but I know we have like Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, you get the fantasy books and it's a lot of them out there and people give mixed reviews about them. But even from the fictional standpoint, standpoint, um, why do you think it's important that stories like this be shared in the adult genre? Um, Look, to me, I feel like a lot of the stories that I've read or that I see are pretty much the same. Everyone's doing the same thing. Um, I don't know if they're afraid to cross over or they're afraid to, you know, or the reception that they'll get from the stories. But I mean, because these are things that are really going on. I mean, I've witnessed a lot of it and it's really, really going on. And I think that people just need to learn to be free. You know, you never know if you like something until you try it. And I've always been a rebellious type of person. So like, I'm, I'm going to try, I'm going to do this. Have you ever been uh, like, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, have you ever, like, with you coming from that kind of background, have you ever had an unsuccessful relationship based on a lack of sexuality? Meaning, like, I know for me, I've dated women to where after the first couple of months when we've been intimate, I can tell that they there's no growth phase probably coming. And I've left the relationship because I'm like, okay, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm not pleased and there, you know, where Mm -hmm. I may cheat. So have you ever been on the other side or been that person that you know, from your experience to where when you got in a relationship, it failed due to a lack of sexuality in the beginning? No. Okay. Well, that's good. Not. Nope. That's good. No, no. What advice would you give somebody, though? Oh, that's good, though. What advice would you give somebody, though, who to tap into that inner freak and allow themselves to let their sexual lives flourish with a partner or even with themselves? Because I feel like you know, I don't think you should over masturbate, I guess. I don't know what that even means, but I've heard people talk about it, that it messes up a sex life. But I feel like you need to know who you are first sexually in order to exactly. tap into it with someone else. So how do you get people to tap into that? Right. I mean, honestly, I just I tell people to be free. If you smoke weed, try that. Yeah, that helps a lot. It does. Um, you know, it, it, it calms you down. It slows you down your mind and everything. And it, it relaxes your muscles. You know, I just feel like a lot of things come a little easier. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just, I always, even with, you know, I have a 17-year-old son, and I'm just always telling him, be yourself. Yeah. What do you like? You know what I mean? What's your passion? So if you feel like you want to try something, do something, just do it. Just do it. And then you can determine if you like it. Great, I'll do it again. If not, you won't, just don't do it again. You don't try it. Yeah. And don't lie to yourself. I think a lot of times we do lie to ourselves in relationships. I know it's uh, especially women, you know, it's like a culture of women who they are sleeping with men or they have intimate Mm -hmm. partners and they're not being pleased and they're not, get, you know, having an orgasm. They're not enjoying it. But in order to cover or protect the male ego, they don't say anything. And I think that's bullshit. I've even told several women when I get into a situation yeah. like me having sex and, and, and satisfying the previous woman, that doesn't mean I'm going to come in and satisfy the next woman because you may like something totally exactly. different. Yours may be a level up or a notch down. But I think it's important uh-huh. to have those conversations. And for you, I was going to say, how would you talk to somebody or tell somebody to have that conversation? I didn't even know it was like charts out that you could fill out. 
like sexual charts to where if you get with a partner, you can download a chart online. I heard this from uh, Michelle Hope, who's a sex <laughs> person. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, how do you how do you have that conversation? I'm not, you know what? My husband and I had this conversation a long time. You know, he's like, uh, more, women need to speak up more. Because yeah. we are being, we're in a position where we don't say, you know, or we're fake. And, you know, we've all done that before. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that comes with maturity and comfortability. Yeah. You know, sometimes, like, when I was younger, I wasn't always upfront and honest. But now I was like, okay, this is what I like. And I also think it comes with time. Yeah. You know, maybe you, you might like something now that you didn't know you liked back then because you weren't exposed to it. Exactly. Exactly. Or you've never tried it or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I do think women need to be a little more um, front and honest and yeah. say, look, this is what I like. This is what you need to do. And I do think that we would have more orgasms. That Very way. true. What are your thoughts on toys in the bedroom? Please bring them. Let's have it. <laughs> you know, a lot as of, many as, yeah, you can. as many as you can, a lot of men and a lot of men out there are like, Oh, my dick is good enough. And I'm like, nah, bruh. Like, no, nah, it's, really not. it's, not. it's really not, but it's an ego thing that dudes really think not. it's, Oh, it's an, no, it's not. If you want to take it to, okay, maybe in the beginning, you know, when you're connecting, but after about a year and two yeah. and three, you need more than dick. You need to use yeah, your fingers, years, your tongue, yeah, your you toys. Spice it up and, you have to, yeah, you know, bring, just trying different things, keeping it fresh, keeping it innovative, you know, and just ma- have fun. Yeah. That's it. Just have fun. Yeah. So if you have a couple of toys, you know, now I don't, I know a lot of men, they kind of, they don't like to incorporate toys on themselves. Yeah. Now I was going to ask you if that you know what I, because I mean, when you incorporate yeah. toys on yourself, it's not, I mean, outside of a cock ring or I mean, everything else for a man is ass play. So <laughs> pretty much. Okay. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So and a lot of yeah. men, this is an issue. And this is a question that I always have for men. Okay. What is the problem with anal play? Okay. A lot of men, black men, or I'm, you know, I can't even say that men that I have talked to about yeah. it. And even my husband, the ass play is not like, don't even yeah. don't put your fingers anywhere near there. I think it goes back to, and I just think that that's not fair. It's true, and I think it goes back to the way we've been raised and conditioned, and not so. I mean, if you have a father in the home, he may tell you that I didn't have a father in the home. But growing up, the reason I was against it is it's automatically connected and tied to being you're gay if you like that shit. You know what I'm saying? But for right. me, I used to be that guy. Now I don't think I've okay. ever had a finger in my ass because I will remember that. But I have had women so willing. I'm not opposed to it. The reason being is I have a very close friend who told me how explosive and great that could be. So what I have had is I'll talk about what I have had. I have had, I used to be against people even eating ass or licking ass. It happened. And I was like, Oh, this shit ain't too bad. I think the biggest thing with a man is, am I going to be on my knees tooted up or am I on my back? Am I standing up, putting the leg up? I think it's the position. Exactly. Exactly. And see, that's the thing with me and we, we're our mindsets are like, how am I going to be positioned? Is, can I keep my masculinity intact? So for me, I don't have a problem with it because the thing that I had, I get, I had a girl give me head one time and mm-hmm. she started to go further down and I was like, okay, what's happening? I didn't say that, but in my mind, I thought that. So after right. just making it wet enough, she basically took her hand and she just under the under part. Like I tell people, it's the under dick. It's the dick grows all the way down <laughs> on the bottom of your leg. So she rubbed on that part That's and the, the asshole when she did that. And I was getting okay. ready to come. I was like, yo, this is a totally different thing than just getting head and coming. This is like something. This is exactly. next level shit that'll make you be like, yo, don't do that shit again. And if you do it, don't play music because I may fall in love. <laughs> 
That's real shit. But I say men are men are missing out though. Men are missing out. You know what, people? You need to really, really speak up, or you know, let people know because it's a lot of men. Yeah. Like at least maybe ninety nine percent of men that I've encountered, like you know, just in conversation and asking them different things, they don't like that. Yeah. And it's because they just never tried it. I think it's the stigma that's attached to like, oh, you're gay. Yeah. And that's just, I don't believe that at all. I don't think a man who takes a finger in his in his ass or whatever, excuse me. Yeah. It's gay. I just don't. No, you can I say ass. Not. I cuss a lot. So I think it's Oh, okay, good. Okay. I think you I think a finger in the ass is not a problem, in my opinion, but no pegging. Meaning I don't want a toy in my ass. Like I, I was no, on Yeah, I was in DC not too long ago. And one of the sex experts, she was like, Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with pe-. I'm like, I don't want a woman putting a foreign object like a dildo or putting a strap like if you putting a strap on on and you wanting to get hit in the ass then you might as well now then i have questions but any kind of like licking touching finger in the ass some ass play i'm not against it and i don't think you're gay if you do it but it does take a man who's so comfortable in his masculinity and his sexuality that it does not matter right so but you have to be willing to know yeah you have to be willing i mean i think and like you said it's kind of cheating a woman because if you find out hey this is my thing and i'm pretty good at it you want to do that shit again Mm -hmm. because one thing that women like just like men we like to see the pleasure that we're giving someone so exactly you're kind of cheating them from that that's how i am as far as choking i think i've been in one relationship to where i did choke and i've never been in another one and i in my mind i'll ask and have the conversation hey what are your thoughts on choking and it's always like just lightly, and it's like, well, lightly ain't gonna get the job done for me, right? So this is what I, my question to you is: so choking to the point of like almost passing out? Is that your thing? Or I, I mean, is it just? I do you know I'm gonna tell you this, and it was a white woman, and I was like, yo, you are gonna get me put in jail first of all? Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, you Very cannot. Pay. I need you to see. I need you to sign a an agreement. I need you to sign some kind of paperwork or get your voice on recording. But the first time I did it, it was with a white woman and I, she was telling me this is what she liked. So what I did, I said no the first couple of times, but then I went to like Pornhub or whatever other website and I watched and I read like, okay, where do you choke this person at? How do you do it? When to stop? Now, the dangerous part with her was some women just like to be choked while having sex. Then you have the ones that Mm -hmm. like a belt. Then you have the ones that mm-hmm. has contraptions or they like being choked in different ways. She was the one that likes mm-hmm. to be choked damn near to the point of passing out. And I really had to do my research because I was like, will this kill her? But after watching videos, after reading things, I was like, oh, it's a euphoric state that you get to. And I remember watching this show uh, called Boardwalk Empire. And it was one of the gang mm-hmm. members on there back in the day. And he used to like he would always rent two like strippers or two whores, not in an offensive way, but he would rent two women and <laughs> one would choke him and the other would either give him head or ride him until he got ready to come. And when he would get ready to come, they would pull the belt tighter. And I think it's called like sexual asphyxiation or something like that. And he was so aroused mm-hmm. by this. So after doing my research, I said, you know what? I'm going to try this. So we tried it for like a month and then she took it up a level the next month and I choked her literally, which scared the shit out of me. I almost wanted to call 911 myself, (laughs) but I choked her until like your brain kind of goes black and it's like you shake and come back to yo. 
That, wow. Yeah, I said never again with that, but I did. I might have to, a part two, another series is coming. I might yeah, have to incorporate I, I, that. Thanks for the yeah, story. Believe me, like, and, and honestly, <laughs> I didn't even understand it. At first I was like, no, 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 no. But once I got a hang of it and we started being accustomed and comfortable and knew safe words and I okay. knew when she touched me, I got to a point where I got so good at it with her to where I knew when to mm-hmm. let go without her telling me, you know? And that aroused wow. me so, and that's where I said at the beginning of the podcast, like, I felt things in my body. I even viewed my penis different because I was like, this shit is not mine because it's never looked like this before. So it is things that can help you grow in your marriage and your relationship through sex. If you see it as connection and intimacy and not just a thing to do. And that's what it is. It's, it's a, to me, it's very emotional. It's mental and it's about the connection. And that's why I do feel like it, you know, certain things shouldn't be shared with everyone. Exactly. Um, Because of that, that that um point alone yeah so you know what do you what do you plan on doing like what do you want to get from this book and and writing these types of books because like i said i didn't read it i didn't even read any of it until the today like i did research on other things but when i read it today mm-hmm. i was like yo i'm actually gonna read this because i started reading it to artesi and she's like oh, okay okay i was wow. reading out loud like we was in middle school <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is pretty interesting and the fact, like I said, and the fact the chapter I started on was like, it felt like it was talking directly to me. I was like, yeah, this is some good shit. I look oh, forward wow. to this. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I definitely enjoy writing. Yeah. I, I enjoy writing that book and I, I'm definitely going to enjoy writing the, the next one. Um, it'll just, it's like, it's therapeutic for me. Yeah. Any type of writing. I've been writing for a very long time and um, it's just, uh, I've always been int- like an introvert. Yeah. So that was my outlet music and writing. So since ever since I can remember, it's just been something that made me feel good. And then it made me feel better because I'm like, oh, I can put these stories out. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I like the concepts and coming up with different things and, you know, yeah. just, just, I don't know. Just again, just therapy. I applaud you for it's writing a the book. For me to express myself. And I applaud you for writing the book. Like with you telling the story at the beginning saying, you know, your, your sister was like, yo, I like it, but moms may not like it. And I think a lot of times, with black parents and children, like we try to do things to not disappoint them because we're raised not to, not to mess up the family name. Don't embarrass your family. Don't embarrass your parents. But it's like, if this is something that I love to do and this is therapeutic for me, and this is something that I see or deem as success and and what I want to do, I don't think it's embarrassing your parents. I also think sometimes we can teach our parents some things later in life. You know, I know when I started this podcast and I started telling stories about masturbation and having sex and my political views and my religious views in the beginning, my mom used to be like, Oh, Anthony, this is kind of, you know, so on and so forth. But when she really started listening and understanding that I wasn't just talking from an entertainment standpoint, then she was like, yo, I understand this. And she has even began to learn certain things. And I remember one day she came back to me and she said, Hey, was I a bad parent growing up when I raised you? And I said, no, you did the best you could of what you knew. I've decided to unlearn some of these learned behaviors that you have given me because I don't feel like they fit best in my life. Right. And that's another thing I had to have a conversation with my mom about her fears being mine. Like, you know, again, mom, you don't need to read this book. You can read it if you want to. But, you know, because you feel a certain way or you think a certain way, that's not who I am. Yeah. I think Artesia had that too a lot where her fear of her parents were her fears. And I think we, we do that. It's so crazy. And I think that's why I say like you writing this book, a lot of people look at it and say, Oh, this is just a sex book. No, this is an enlightenment book. This is a book that says the things that you're thinking about other people are doing them. You're not the only person thinking that because it's so narrow minded of us sometimes that we do think 
yo, if I do this, how are people going to judge me? And it's like, these motherfuckers either are doing it or they want to do it. So when yeah. you do it, I'm you're telling you, it's, yeah, exactly. It's a whole nother world out there. And the more you get into it, the little things that you do, it, you know, even like that's going to Saints and Centers, that was an eye opener for me. Cause I'm like, wow, this yeah. is really going on. People are really out here living their lives and doing what they want to do. And they're loving it. Yeah. And it was the most peaceful environment I've ever been in. It, it, you almost feel like I don't know if you felt this way, but I know when I started being open and just kind of letting my sexual flag fly, I was like, yo, this feels good. Like to wake up the next day after doing some of these things and be like, yo, like I feel like you feel like you're living, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. You do. You feel like I said, it's, it's freedom. You're free. Yeah. And it, it was just a totally different thing. It's something that I feel like black people ought to tap into, because one thing one thing that we don't understand is everybody else, meaning every other race of people, especially white people, they see our power. White men look at black women and see that glowing skin, the nice ass, the full breast, the curvaceous and full lips of a black woman. White women see the shoulders and the broad shoulders and the different textures of, uh, you know, who we are in our bodies and the penises and the aggressive sex. They want what we have, but we don't even know what the fuck we have and can't even enjoy each other. And we stepping out dealing with other races, which I'm cool with any kind of interracial dating. I've done it, but I always tell myself and I always tell other people when you find a black woman who is mentally and physically liberated ain't shit better than that yes ain't shit better Absolutely. excuse my language is no vagina wetter is no mouth wetter is no brain that's smarter and then to have a woman a black woman who goes out and does everything and deals with just about just about the same amount of bullshit we deal with on a daily basis to come home to somebody that can understand you and bridge that gap yeah man come on Absolutely. you're cheating yourself you are cheating yourself. Like you said, it's nothing better. It's nothing yep. better, man. So where can people I find agree. you on um, on social media and where can they buy your book at? Okay, so people can find me. I'm at The Secret Life of Tushy on Instagram. And the books are available. Um, either they can, I have a big cartel store as well. Mm -hmm. So they can either click on the link in my bio. They can send me an email directly. Uh, they can get it through um, Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Okay. And on social media, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram at the secret life of Tushy. The secret life. And the secret life of Tushy for the people who don't know how to spell Tushy because they're so used to saying ass is T O O T O O S H Y. You got it. There you go. <laughs> so what's the name of the other books that you, uh, the children's books that you've written? Oh, so I have, um, uh, getting rid of Jay Stunk, mm -hmm. um, uh, spooky spatilla. And I'm actually working on a children's CD music, okay. which I can actually email to you if you want to get yes, it. Yes, please do. If you want to listen to it. Okay, I'll send it over today. And I'll t the uh, the Instagram for the book company that we were telling you about is Melanin Origins. It's spelled like it sound. And uh, check them out on Instagram. They've been yeah, they've been doing a lot of okay. great stuff. I think they were in the Huffington Post last year for a lot of books. I think they wrote a book on Ida B. Wells. So that's been doing really okay. uh, really well. They have another book called Brick by Brick. And they're doing really well with that book. So, yeah, we'll definitely try to link you guys up. Um, it's Louis. No, absolutely. Uh, Please do. What's Louis? Louis McLean? 
Mm-hmm. And Frank Minicon. And Frank Minicon. Those are the two guys. It's two uh, African guys. They're from Liberia. They've been over in the States for a minute. But yeah, these African Negroes will get you where you <laughs> where you need to go. They're great guys. The company and the brand is great. Awesome. And they have a big following and great support. So I would love to see you guys do something together. Because one thing I we try to do and pride ourselves on is connecting black people who are about their business and helping each other get out there. Because the, the best thing and the best marketing tool is still word of mouth. I don't care how much you print, how much you're doing. If you get other people to talk about you, that's where it's happening at. Yep. Because when people talk about you, most people don't endorse something that they don't believe in. Exactly. So I agree. Miss Kavanaugh. Well, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you. This has been a great interview. Oh man, thank you for taking out the time. Next time we may have to come. You know what? I want to come to Philly. I've been telling her maybe we can try to get to Philly either later this year or something to where we can actually sit down in studio because when it's conversations like this, I like to see people's reactions. I like to see their face and I like to have more in-depth conversation and I feel like you do that better when you're in person. So we definitely look forward to talking to you again. Well, thank you so much. It was nice to meet you guys. Nice talking to you. I will definitely check out the publishing and enjoy the book. Not a problem. And I'll email you over those other items later on today. All right. And if there's anything we can help you with, with promotion and everything, just let us know. We're willing to help. Oh, man. Thank you. Much love. Not much, a problem. Much love. You have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. for you an inside look at the local covid vaccine trial for kids what children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated today at 4 p.m on nbc4 tonight it's the voice live rounds and nick jonas wants his first win let's get this done who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here watch live and vote to save your face the voice live rounds tonight on nbc Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.